Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. We have grown so used to, like, I'm pressing this button, and I want, I want it now. Yeah. Or the instant gratification says, no, you don't have to have, there's no wait, there's no delay here. Yeah. If you have a problem, it should be fixed right now. With all this technology and all this instant access to everything, right. I think it's making us lazy. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Catholic Dads Podcast. Uh, we have uh, think this is going to be three weeks in a row that we're back-to-back, so that's pretty exciting. I know. The summer was a little bit crazy with schedules and stuff, but I think we're back in the school flow and things are a little bit more rigid and, and uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. So today I want to talk about some... Um, you know, some of the, ne- we, I guess it will be kind of the, ne- the negative, but not on the phone part. Okay. It's of instant gratification. Oh, good one. Um, I feel that our, that our society, we're, we are so used to getting. And the banter is over. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we're on a, <laughs> we're in my watch, but we're on a, we're on a time clock. But um, yeah, so it's, it's interesting to me about how, think about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. probably 10 years ago. When you when you wanted to rent a movie, you would go to Blockbuster, right? And you would wait in line because it's a Friday night. You want to you want to wait and uh, uh, you oh, want to yeah. get your popcorn and get all this stuff. And you had to wait in the line. First, you had to find the movie. Yep. Maybe your movie was was all rented out. You'd have the uh, the new release wall that would have like the twenty copies, right? Remember that? They'd yeah, all be yeah, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'd all be gone. It's like yeah. what, how did. They just came out. There's yeah. there's nobody here, and there's 20 copies, and they're That's all gone. Right. Yep. That's right. So you would you would sit on the couch, um, you know, pop your popcorn, watch your movie. But it was this was only after you had waited, you know, maybe an hour, and that was a big deal. It mm-hmm. was a big deal to go to Blockbuster. Oh yeah. You know, you would we bring the we'd bring the kids. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, is 10 years too soon, or is it is it further than that? It's probably no. It's was more it, than that. Was it's it like more 20, than that? Yeah. Because that was like that was high school. So what's funny? I don't know if you've seen the Captain Marvel trailer that just dropped this uh, no, week. This week, it's a. Uh, I, I saw it on Facebook. I don't know if they're. It must be in the theaters or whatever. Um, but it, you know, there, there's a whole um, timeline thing that Marvel's doing with the, book, the movies now, and so this apparently takes place in the '90s. 
And it's okay. like, and she falls, like she falls from the sky, some sort of spaceship crash or whatever. She falls through the roof of a blockbuster. And I like, I was laughing to myself because they're using blockbuster as the, like the signpost of what the 1990s yes. were. Because there's only one left apparently in America and it's like an independent deal. Because they all closed in the mid the mid two thousands. They really started struggling with Netflix and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, it was like, you know, the the big time was like when we were like when I was in high school. Well, which certainly. Was, so certainly you know, it was, it was big, but I can remember right? I can remember with, with having kids. So yeah. I mean that would have been early. So 2000s. Evan was born in two thousand. Yeah. And you know, and, and maybe it wasn't as late as, as you know, two thousand ten. But let's mm-hmm. let's just say that it was um for sure, like 2005, 2006, yeah. you know, we would, we would still be going to Blockbuster. We yep. would still get the kids. We would go to Blockbuster, find that movie. And, of course, you had to get, you know, I had to get my movie. Kim had to get yep. her movie. Boys had to get their movie. You know, oh, so yeah. you're renting, like, three movies to watch over the weekend. And then you, you get on the couch and you, and you veg out. So then, then this wonderful technology comes about, which is a – you having trouble there? No, we're <laughs> <laughs> this wonderful technology of the smart mm-hmm. TV. It really wasn't the smart TV. It was a smart Blu-ray player, a DVD player, not even Blu-ray yet. Yep. Okay, so this smart DVD player comes out that has Blockbuster, like, it's not on demand, but it's like Blockbuster Online. I can't remember what mm-hmm. the app was called. And I thought that was like, oh, my gosh, this is just, this is amazing. Yep. So now instead of going to Blockbuster and waiting in line, you just from your couch, you can turn it on and watch your movie. Yep. And uh, that lasted one time because the connection or whatever it was, it was like my Wi-Fi signal wasn't good enough. I didn't have it, you know, plugged straight into the 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 DVD player, so right. it was the it was the signal wasn't strong enough. I would have to shut the shut the Blu-ray player down or the DVD player down, turn everything off turn it back on, like reset the Wi-Fi. Right. And then, so like it would take like 30 minutes and I would complain to Kim. I'm like, I could have driven to Blockbuster by now Mm -hmm. and been back with the movie. Yep. You know, and then as technology gets better and better, you know, so now it's like with Apple, with iTunes and I've got the Apple TV and and there's Roku and Amazon Prime or whatever it is. You just literally press a button and you're watching a movie. Yep. And heaven forbid... That it's it buffers, heaven forbid that you know it's there's some kind of a glitch in the plan mm-hmm. because we have grown so used to like I'm pressing this button and I want I want it now. Yep. So, what are your thoughts on the instant gratification deal? Yeah, there's a bunch that rattle around. I, I certainly there's there's two parts of that. One is and I'm going to try to be contrarian as well. To, Come a on, bit let's today. fight. Um, but I I think what it really it engenders a, a behavioral expectation that is hard not to bleed over into other aspects. And that's probably the direction that you're going. Um, from, from a society standpoint, from a you know, development of technology and advancements always going forward, um, you know, a lot of these things are fantastic, right? So you know, that's 30 minutes that if you use the right way, you know, not watching more movies or streaming more or whatever, right? That's 30 minutes that you get back. And, and there's always, you know, I love the whole story of like, you know, the, the appliances that we have in our life, 
you know, go back 150 years and you were, if you were lucky, you had a nice house and you had to pull the ice to keep anything cold. You know, the man, the ice delivery guy would come up. It was up. truly have, an ice box. It was truly, we have one. We, uh, Grandma Sarah has a, uh, an antique ice box that we still have, right? And it still has the drain and the whole deal. And yeah, the, you know, there was a guy that delivered ice and then there was, you know, there wasn't dishwashers, there wasn't clothes dryers, there wasn't, you know, all of these things that have come on. And, there, and there's a pretty cool website called Human Progress that's tracked a lot of this stuff. Like how much we save, right, over time. And that has allowed us to do other things. I think the issue is those We're other things. We're not doing things, the other things Yeah, those correctly. other things are streaming, you know, the or uh, doing the um, binge watching of whatever the season of 12 of whatever it is is. Where, you know, 100 years ago, the mindset would have been, you know, I'm saving all this time. I guess that means I'm going to get to learn whatever, right? Or, you know, and I'm probably putting a little bit of nostalgia onto it. So I think the, the point isn't that the, the technology is bad or that, you know, the instant access to things is, you know, it's fantastic. Loading the dishwasher and letting it run and the dishwasher that's so quiet that you can stand next to it and can't hear it anymore. You know, all of these things are fantastic, (laughs) right? Um, but what's probably, what's causing the changes in our character and especially as the generations are coming up that are more and more entitled to that. And I think that's where you're going, right? So it used to be, you know, yeah, you would go down to the video store and it was the local video store and they had like a small selection and maybe they didn't even have it. And then Blockbuster became huge and their big thing, oh, yeah. they would have, you know, 50 copies of the latest release or whatever. So you were, you know, guaranteed rentals and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember them doing all that, um, where now our kids just have it, you know, instantly, right? They instant, instant. But I'm so, not even saying kids, I'm saying me. So yeah. look, there's, there's another thing I've got, I don't know if you can see it, but under there is a smart plug. Mm-hmm. Okay. These smart I'm, plugs are supposed I that to make... one of the yeah, lamps there's out a, there's there. There's a smart too. plug in the lamp outside. Yeah, that's These awesome. smart plugs are supposed to make life easier. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be able to say, Alexa, turn on the lamp. Right. Yep. And it'll turn on the lamp. Yep. Or, you know, turn on the computer lamp. It'll turn on the computer lamp. And these lights will come on, and it's amazing. You know, hands-free and all mm-hmm. this. So you're standing in the, the kitchen, and you're like, Alexa, turn on the lamp. I'm sorry, the lamp is not responding. <laughs> Man, there is nothing that gets in my craw right. more than that. It, yep. it makes me so mad. Yep. And it's like, why do I even... The clapper would have been better than this. Right. You know I mean? The clapper always works. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's like, my point is, with all this technology and all this instant access to everything, right. I think it's making us lazy. Yep. It's, I, I know it's making me lazy. No, it absolutely is. And so it's like, instead of me walking over and turning on the lamp, yep. I want to... I want to tell Alexa to turn on the dang lamp. Right. And when Alexa doesn't see the lamp, it just makes me so mad. And then that's when I take a step back and go, why do I have these things? And I want to talk to some people. I do want to talk to some people like, like, uh, like Jeff, like Jeff Stanley. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jeff. He doesn't listen to this, but you know, his whole house is like a smart house. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't even get the lamps to work. Right. You know, so what do you do? How do you keep it connected all the time and all that? But it's like, you know, that's just a, it's a curiosity because to me, if I had the whole house set up like automated and all mm-hmm. that, it would be great. But God, I'd be so lazy. I'd yep. be even more lazy than I am now. Well, and I that's think that's a good thing. So, yeah, I think looking forward, there's concern there for me as well. Cause you've got the Roomba, which is like the vacuum robot. There's the lawnmower robot. There's the, um, <laughs> Whoa, you know, is there a lawnmower robot? Yeah, there is. What's yeah. the, what's the part yeah, number exactly. for that? <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's pretty bulky. It looks like a tank. It's really cool. Um, there's a uh, MIT group that just um, made an automated restaurant. 
So all of the robots cook everything. You know, there's no people. It's, you know, and we're going in that direction where, you know, initially it was just we really want our movie Right. Eventually it's going to be, why is my robot not cooking me dinner? Yeah. You know, why didn't, why didn't my Roomba, you know, vacuum the whole house for me And vacuuming takes a lot of time, you know, cleaning takes a lot of time, but there's also like, you know, good, um, and it's a little early, so I'm trying to put the thoughts together, but there's like, there's value in work, right. And, and we're made for work. Right, we're not made for like slavery. That's why yeah. Christ came to us. But we're yeah. made for work. Well, we were, we were, right? we were originally made for just chilling in the garden. But thanks to Adam, you know, he said, "You're going to work for the rest of your life." Well, it, so the, there's an interesting <laughs> parallel there. I, you know, I think, I think with the the faculties that we have, that we were made for some sort of purpose, right? Which was work, right? In in the ideal was in the garden where, you know, Adam has everything he needs. And he just sits around, and, and I guess he would pray all day or wander and think and ponder, but, you know, in the practical sense, our muscles need to move, our bodies need to move, all that stuff needs to, and so we need to find meaningful work, whether that's volunteering, right, that can be meaningful work. In the garden, you know, if, if Adam was serving Eve and Eve was serving Adam, then that would be work, mm-hmm. right, and that would be, like, good, you yeah, know, yeah, beneficial yeah. work, right? Yeah. Um, or so maybe there's always... I was just going to say, or maybe the garden was like uh, like a totally smart home where you have everything. The Roomba was working for you. The <laughs> robot was garden working for you. Bring me a banana. Right? Your, 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 your lamps were working for right. you. Everything you needed was just there at a click of a hat. And then sin entered the world, and that's where the disconnected exactly. <laughs> smart plugs come in. There was a, um, we had to read it in college years ago. There was an essay this guy wrote that was, a, it was like a satire, right? And it was all about like why things break. And it was because there's a war between the animate and the inanimate. And so if something's big enough, it'll break. If it's something small, it'll lose itself. So that's why you can't find your keys. And so that's why there's always this battle between the living and the the non-living. And so now your network is like on the non-living side. So it can't like hide itself, but it can just not work. Yes, Um, exactly. So, you know, I think there's that. I think there's, um, there's also an aspect of like doing for yourself. And, you know, we've touched on this a little bit, which is, you know, and we had a really nice visit with some friends out in Orlando last week. Um, you know, and she's a college professor and I don't want to put, you know, words into her mouth. Um, so from my own experience, you know, again, generalization, um, there's a, a culture coming up through the younger generations that just don't do for themselves. They go straight to Google to find the answer. They go straight to YouTube to watch the video. Um, and if they don't have the answers right in front of them, or if there's not something that they can do themselves, then they go and they like, they fall apart. Right. They go straight to their professor. You know, they go straight to their TA. The whole aspect of like, oh, your car's broken. Gosh, I guess you're going to have to get under the hood and fix it, you know, is is really going away really fast. And I think part of it is because of this instant gratification. And part of it is because there's so much that is done, you know, for us. There's so much that's done for our kids that, you know, they don't they just don't have to do that. And so you lose that sense of drive, I think, which is it's different from laziness. Not having a drive is different than being lazy and, and, you know, uh, you've got stories and I've got stories of, of coming across people in our lives that you're just, you know, really capable, really amazing people that just don't have any drive. Just, yeah. Yeah. You know? I would, I would say that like not getting under the hood of a car to try to fix mm-hmm. it is different than, you know, the instant gratification that I'm talking about though, because I'm, I don't know anything about cars mm-hmm. and I'll be the first to say that my car right now is in the shop and it, and I have this sneaking suspicion that it was something very simple that had I known like how to fix cars, mm-hmm. like if I was like a Michael Henderson or, well, he could fix like everything. So shout yeah. out to Michael Henderson, who also doesn't listen to this podcast. But, you know, it's, 
Cars but is like cars is one thing. So that's a general cars are one so, thing. But yeah, you're so don't go specifically to cars. That's a general thing of like, okay, I've got a problem. I need to go fix it. Yeah. Right. Where we, you know, we have an understanding that if you have a problem, it's going to take time to fix it. Yeah. Or the instant gratification says, no, you don't have to have, there's no wait. There's no delay here. Yeah. If you have a problem, it should be fixed right now. Or right? in the, and in if the, if I have a desire, I should have it right now. And in the instant right? gratification world. So, um, here, here is one thing that I think that, that we had, we have become like a disposable culture Yep. That too. and that like what happens when you're, re, um, not refrigerator, um, that's really a big appliance, but let's say a dryer or, mm-hmm. or your washer. So I can remember um, years and years ago, um, our washer broke, and my first thought was, uh, "I got to buy a new washer." Right. You know, yep. and it was like, yep. you know, that was my first thought. So I'm sitting there looking at, at costs of washers, and like washers really aren't that expensive. You know, this is before the high efficiency yeah. things came out. I mean, you could you could buy a, a fairly cheap you know washer, you know, like a couple hundred bucks or something like that. And then I just started thinking, I'm like. Well, how much would it cost to fix this thing? Like again, so I mean, I've got a book on my shelf that says, you know, the new fix it yourself manual. Right. Um, and I have used it to fix some things, and I, I will admit that a couple of times I tried to tackle some big projects, and some worked, some didn't. But I knew that I wasn't going to try to fix that myself. But I'm like, well, what if I can call somebody? Yep. Uh, that's a novel idea. Let me call somebody to come out, and so. Um, so you 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 call and you you end up getting like your washer repaired for like seventy five dollars and you're like wow I was prepared to spend two hundred dollars you know exactly. with tax and delivery and all that it'd have been like probably three hundred three fifty or whatever yep I just spent seventy five dollars and and as silly as it sounds y'all I mean to me that was like a revelation it was like wow mm-hmm. you know because my first thought was I got to buy a new washer yep. um, obviously as the thing gets bigger. The, the, the more it's let's repair it, not replace it. Right. But, but like at what point do you, at what size or what value do you have that thing that needs to be fixed Right. that you say, you know, do you draw the line and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fix, I'm going to still fix this. Fix it I'm not going to, I'm not going to replace it. I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. And that, because we do, we live in this disposable culture yep. and, and honestly it goes on to like, you know, you can look at it like abortion, yep. you know, it's like, if this doesn't, if my world is going to be too disrupted by this thing, I can just throw it away. Right. And, um, you know, it's just this mentality. I don't know where it crept in, yep. but, um, no, it's, it's well, and it goes back to the previous conversation about the phones and the addiction of that or the, the compulsion that that has. So, um, you know, again, talking to our, our friend in Florida, she said, you know, everybody now comes to class with laptops and they take their notes on laptops, but there's no way, like I can't do it at work, right? There's no way that anybody with a laptop that's open trying to take notes in a class isn't distracted by that laptop being there because they can go click on Facebook or they can go click on Instagram and they can set up their two windows. Oh, I'm taking notes on this side. I'm watching YouTube on this side. Then, you know, I catch my daughter doing that all the time while she's homeschooling, you know, like what you don't need to be watching a video while you're your yeah, class yeah. is going on. Right. And so there's, but that is all part of this instant gratification. Like I must constantly be uh, connected. F- connected. I must constantly be entertained. Right. I must, you know, there, uh, why is it broken? That needs to be fixed now. Right. You call somebody and they can't come out for 24 hours. We've had that where it's like, yeah. you can't come out till tomorrow. You know, you're yeah. like, Oh, right. You know, this guy's got a job too. Right. Or, yeah. you know, right. it goes to all of this clients, yeah. or, you know, it even gets into relationships. The instant gratification for relationships. One is the whole hookup culture, right? That's exactly what yep. instant gratification is. Um, but then also like 
with our personal relationships, how often do you get a text message from somebody and you have that compulsion that you have to write them back right away, right? Yeah. And I purposely don't write you back for yeah, hours. I, I know you don't. Just for that reason. <laughs> it drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm like, he just texted me and I just answered him. Why is he not answering back? <laughs> Jerk. But, but it's, it's funny, I actually do. Um, but yeah, that's part story. of it because I like, you know, the, the phone call, the text message, all of those are an instant... Um, it's an instant request for your time. It's an instant request for your focus. And, and we do somehow have to manage that like habitually and, and break the, I have to instantly check this. You know, I'd, I'll go wait at the pot of coffee. We have one of those automated machines at work. I'll stand there and my compulsion is to pick up my phone and check Facebook. It's 30 seconds to fill up my coffee cup. Yeah. Right. And then no, there's nobody standing around. Usually I try to like, you know, go back to my email and I'll delete the emails that, I can or clean up the inbox or whatever and try to do something like valuable. But the compulsion is I have a, a second of downtime. I've got to be connected. I've got to be looking at something. I've got to be doing something. And, and that's a direct result of the instant gratification that we've come to expect. Yeah. Because I think, you know, again, we didn't live, a, you know, way back before this technology. I can remember as a kid playing outside all day and, and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, you just, you have to wait for things. I remember yeah. waiting for the video game to it's come value. out. I remember waiting for all these things. And there is, there's a, a moral an, value. It's an, in, it's an appreciation, that, right? It's, it gives you an appreciation for whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And so it gives, once you have an appreciation for something, you assign a value to it. Yeah, exactly. So if I know that, that, so we know what it was like to wait in line at Blockbuster. So we know the value of that. You know, it doesn't make it any easier or it doesn't make it any better that I'm, I'm, I pitch a hissy fit whenever the, there's a mm -hmm. misconnection or whatever. Um, you know, that's why I have my wife in my life to, to kind of remind me of, remember what it used to be like, Chad? Right. You know, or, or where you don't have to, where you don't have Amazon Prime and you're like, oh, I need this thing. I need it tomorrow and click. And depending on where you are and what it is, you mm -hmm. can actually get Amazon to deliver it to you today. Right. You know, so I don't have to go to the store anymore. Exactly. You know, but, you know, when, when you have gone through those steps and you do see it, you know, it does assign a value to it. So there is a danger, you know. On our side, I think as adults who've lived through the things that we've lived through to see the advances in technology, yep. how good it is, we see that there's a value in that for the generations coming up that's always lived with these things. They don't even know the value of right. that. And are we I teaching think, them the value of that? That's and I, a question. I think that's a huge point because you look at like internet piracy and, and the whole free music thing that came out and the whole like... You know, Napster and all that. Yeah, exactly. There, it, there is very much a tangible value that we put on things that are difficult. So the more difficult something is to to earn, the more difficult something is to you know create. You know, if you you worked super hard and, and built an amazing piece of furniture, you know that you've never done before. It was the first thing ever. You're going to have an amazing value on that. Like you know, I remember building stuff. You know, I built a deck back in Colorado, and man, that was like pride and joy. It turned out really good. It had an awning, the whole deal. But, you know, it was... Then you moved to Houston and, and went, you're like, can I take the deck yeah, with exactly. me? Exactly. Yeah. It was like, I hope nobody ever inspects it. But the, um, but that's a huge point that we, that I don't want to miss is like the, the instant gratification culture devalues the things that you get quickly, including people. Yes. Right. Which is the whole hookup culture again. Right. If I can instantly gratify myself with that, then there's no value to that. Right. Where if I have to 
earn that relationship, then there's a much more like moral, but also tangible value. And, and even to like, you know, I'm just thinking about like the Roombas and the automated vac or the automated uh, lawnmowers and stuff. You know, I remember as a kid growing up and yeah, cutting the lawn and when it looked good and it was done, I was like, yeah, that yeah, looks really good. There's a pride in doing that work and creating that and making it look good. Um, you know, there, for a while we had a lawn service and it was really nice to drive home. You know, they would come Thursday and so the whole weekend the yard looked great. Yeah. And all it was was that my yard looked great. Yeah. Well, look at that. My yard looks great, right? Yeah. But it, it didn't have any value to me because I didn't do it because I didn't accomplish it. And so I think that's somehow we need to instill that yeah. in our kids, right? And that they, you know, chore list or whatever is one way, but there's also, you know, we have to get creative in, in connecting the value of things, even if they get it instantly, right? Even if they get Netflix, and that's fine, right? They're still going to yeah. get this stuff, but making sure that they recognize the value and what they're Yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking them to go to a store and buy a DVD. Exactly, and, make you their know, own and, movies. Yeah. And <laughs> now you know how hard it is to make a YouTube blog. Yeah, no, blog. no yeah, I'm not, no, not saying not that, but... Um, <laughs> that's funny. In my day, we had to hold back the camcorder in, in our in hands. Back in my day. Yeah, but I mean, and it also spills over... Um, you know, as like a final thought to me is it does, it does spill over to the, the spiritual life. So mm-hmm. I just want to like kind of close on the dangers that the instant gratification can have on, on spirituality. So, I mean, for me personally, you know, um, if you're praying for a certain intention and mm-hmm. God doesn't answer your prayer immediately, when's the last time God answered you immediately, mm-hmm. right? That's not how God works. God has his own timing. God knows what we need. And, and usually our wants are not the needs that God has in store for us. So um, it really has this, this instant gratification culture that we live in, that we're submersed in. You're now going to bring that because you're going to bring that, that, that forms who, who you Absolutely. are, how you act and, and what you expect. And it and you're affects bring how you that approach to church personality. and the liturgy, yeah. right? You That's go I mean, sit, the, the, yeah, the faith. Know, yeah. Well, you sit in a homily that goes too long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh gosh. This is crazy. This, like and, 20 and minutes this guy's now. droning on and I don't like it when he gives a homily. I wish it was somebody else giving the homily. Exactly. Um, so it's that it's, it's God doesn't answer my prayer, you know? And, and so it's mm-hmm. like, it forms our expectations. So there is a value in going back to like a more, you know, where you have to wait for something, yep. you know, whenever you're growing food, you know, or you're growing a plant, which that's another thing, you know, if, if, if we were to go back to some of like, you know, gardening where yeah. you're growing tomatoes yep. instead of, you know, relying on it to come from Kroger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, but it's like God's word, you know, it has to grow in us. It has to thrive in us. And, mm-hmm. and we have to grow in that holiness. It doesn't happen overnight. And so like, and just like working out, you know, it's like you yeah. start, you pick up a barbell and you go work out and then you go step on the scale and you get mad because you didn't lose, you know, 25 pounds, right? you know, or you go out and you go run one time and you're mad because you didn't lose 25 pounds. You know, things don't work that way. Right. Faith doesn't work that way either. I mean, it's great that Jesus meets us wherever we are. So that means I could be the worst sinner in the world. And as soon as I turn my face to Jesus, he's there and he's He's going to help me and, and all of that. But I mean, I'm still going to be rooted in sin yep. and I'm going to still have to struggle and battle and all of that. And a lot of that is because of the instant gratification that, right. that we experience. You know, it's like, that's what I'm struggling with. Why am I not instantly holy? Why am I not a saint right now? Yep. You know, so that's tough. You know, it goes over to relationships. Like you said, like not just the hookup culture, but relationships with our spouses. Yep. You know, if I, if I want, you know, something from my spouse, I better get it now. Yep. And if if not, you know, that's, you know, that's not a good thing. And, you know, so, and it could, it could be anything simple, like simple things from, you know, I want 
my spouse to to do this or or I, you know whatever it is like or whatever right yeah i mean yeah. It, it doesn't have to be um any particular thing but our expectations from them but it also goes into relationships it mm-hmm. also goes into the to the marital relationship and it's like when you're when you're submerged in that culture of you know, I, I need to get this right now. I have to have this right, right. now. And it goes into like NFP, you know, yep. NFP is a perfect example of sometimes you, if, you know, if you're not, if you're trying to abstain because you're, you're not going to, for whatever reason, pursue having children at the moment, um, you got to wait, yep. you know, and, uh, that can be a very frustrating time for, for us as we get used more and more used to this instant gratification Absolutely. of as soon as I want something, I get it. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, that's really all I wanted to talk about No, I think about it's today. a good topic. And I think dads especially, because we live, all, you know, we're also have one foot in the workplace and moms have one foot in the workplace too. So anybody that's in a workplace, but talking to dads especially, that's a fast place and it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster every day. You get a hundred emails every day and everybody wants a response and everybody needs a response and everybody needs the presentation tomorrow morning. Yeah. You know, that, that mindset is instant gratification as well. And it completely bleeds over into the home life. And so, you know, as dads, you have to find a way to deconnect, right? You have to find a way to step out of that immediate need, right? Why didn't this get cleaned up today? Why didn't my kid get their homework done today? Why did, cause you know, you can't bleed that over into your spouse, just like you're saying. It's not just the the marital stuff. It's yeah. you know, you know, I, why didn't this get done today? Why didn't yeah. that get done? It, you know, it, it all comes together, and we just need to decouple from that. I need it now because you don't really need it now, right? Yeah, you can have it in a few minutes. Take the time to talk to your kid. Take the time to. Well, I just really need to check this email right now. Do you? Because your kid's going to be in bed in like an hour, and then you could send the email. You know, yeah. it's, we really do need to. You know, and, and as dads, I, I especially feel that. That just that weight and that pressure all the time. Yeah. So if there's a challenge for everybody out there uh, today, I would just say uh, let's let's look at that instant gratification. Let's try not to be as um, frustrated whenever the the mm-hmm. the weight you know eventually comes. And um, maybe maybe it's a good time to like offer up those those moments, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, offer it up to to the Lord and and say, hey, you know, I'm recognizing that this is part of my brokenness. I mean, we're we're all human, you know, and mm-hmm. and we have our our shortcomings and, you know, maybe pray that this is something that God will help, you know, maybe sanctify you through. Mm-hmm. Cool. All Good right. topic, man. Good. Well, yeah, it was a quick one, but, um, you know, got lots of stuff to do. That's right. We, we gotta, need to get back get, to, get, get, get. <laughs> need to get back to stuff. So I'm glad we worked this in real quick. Let's get out of here. Yeah, no, we appreciate everybody listening and, um, y'all have an awesome day. St. Joseph, pray for us.
Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.